Got it. We're recording. We're live. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Three of Seven Podcast. What's up, CB? What's cracking? How you doing, man? Good. Good. We're happy you're here this morning, Cornbread. I'm glad to be here. What's up, Chili Wing? How's your adductors, Corn? Reality cramps. Currently cramps. What? What's your What's your abductors? Well, you got your abductors and your adductors. What it, What are those? ABD. ABD is the muscles responsible for moving your legs out away from the mid plane of your body. Okay. You know, kind of your glute med, all that. Then your adductors are there on the inside of your thighs. Which one are bothering you? The adductors. On the inside. Yeah. Okay. Up. Mine's bothering me this morning, too, are Corn. Yeah. And you didn't even go to Corpsewood. No. Mm. Corpsewood would throw you off, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it did, sitting on them bricks. Okay. Yeah. We got, uh, we have the Paranormal Land Cruiser Experience first episode has been recorded. It has been recorded. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, y'all better be ready for what goes down on this episode. Where, where are we going to put that out at, Chili? Well, this is important, so I want to make sure everyone hears me. Y'all listening? The Chad Wright 278 YouTube channel. There's been a few videos on there. You've had Chad's um, intro videos of his own personal channel, just kind of following his life. Well, that's where Paranormal Land Cruiser Experience is going to live. All right, so if you're not subscribed to the Chad Wright 278 YouTube channel, which, by the way, that is not this one, Go over there right now. Tech guy's going to put a link over to it in the description. <laughs> and uh, you need to subscribe right now and turn on notifications because even then you still may not get it, but that's going to be your best chance to see when the first episode drops. You still might not. Get well, you know how YouTube does, but uh, that's going to give you your best shot. All right? So be on the lookout for that. Be but on you, the lookout. But if you don't subscribe to Chad Wright 278, you're going to miss it. Paranormal Land Cruiser experience. It's, it, it is a true experience for you guys. You've never seen anything like this on YouTube before. True. Now, Blake, you're probably not going to put that in the description. So if someone well, if somebody in the description, if the somebody video. in the live chat is is subscribed to you Chad, you want it Wright, in the live chat? Well, or? sure, that too. They can do it that as well. well. We got we got people watching. I bet someone subscribed. Put that in there. Help help everybody out. You know how to do that, Blake? Yeah. Okay. At Chad Wright two seven eight. Okay. Bam. Thank you for doing that. Y'all just keep talking while I'm doing it, though. I can do this while <laughs> y'all talk. Well, the next the next thing I was gonna do is ask you how you're doing, Blake. Well, let me do this. Don't ask me. Well, yeah, see, y'all are bombarding well, me. It's hard, it's hard for me to multitask. It's hard for me to talk while I'm watching you put in his handle. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're waiting on you to get that Coffee. put in there. Put that. What? Get that put in there. Enter. You should have already had that done, then, quite honestly. Yeah, he should have had that ready. Yep. Right. Because quite obviously, we were going to yeah. talk about it on the podcast. Yep. So, and he, right, it's pinned to the top of the chat. He has one so, job. So, um, I'm going to come back like a pecan tree. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, boom. <laughs> Getting filthy. So, Blake, how you doing today, Bubba? 
Oh, I'm most excellent today. We missed you yesterday on the the first episode. Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to be there, but um, in life, you've got to balance the things you want to do and the things you should do. Yes. Sometimes the things you should do ain't exactly what you want to do. Yep. Um, even though, you know, ultimately it is really what you want to do, but in the moment, you want to do something different. And so maybe that seems confusing to everybody, but... Uh, I hadn't been spending a lot of time with my family because I've been working and doing all kind of other stuff. And I thought, well, my man Chili can run the camera, and uh, I'm going to go hang out with the family. And so that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Blake, I feel your pain so much on that, man. Well, it's, it's not really a pain. It's just, you know, dilemma sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was having the same dilemma yesterday when I had to clean the kitchen. I told you about that. It was like, I didn't want to clean the kitchen. I wanted to sit in there and talk to corn, but I knew that's what I needed to do, so I went and cleaned the kitchen, man. So that's not really much uh, very, um, it's hard to liken that. Uh, Cleaning the kitchen doesn't have much (laughs) eternal impact on. Well, uh, he didn't want to leave me by myself. Is what it was. That, mm. that's but he what, did. That's what pained him. But he did. That's well, I would, I would beg. I mean, I might would pose the question: Did you make the wrong decision? Because your relationship with corn is much more important than cleaning I, the kitchen. I did get lonely. Well, all I sat there and watched you do is eat a roast beef sandwich. What you could have done, listen, this is, I'm going to advise you. What you could have done is say, "Corn, man, I want to talk to you and hang out with you, but I need to clean this kitchen. Why don't you come in here and help me clean it?" <laughs> Then you could have got it done faster, and you could have spent time with corn. Do you clean kitchens, corn? I will wash a dish, but I do not wash (laughs) pots and pans. I'm not messing with that. Pots and show ain't. You don't do the hand wash? Just We don't have a dishwasher. It's all hand wash at Mm. Castle de Corn. But if I use a skillet, I wash it immediately. But all them pots and pans they use at the house, and they don't wash them right at her. Now them things can sit there. Yeah. I don't wash pots and pans. Why not? I don't like it. <laughs> so you just don't Point do the things. Blank. Point blank. Yeah. Castle de corn. Yeah. <laughs> Castle de corn, son. I don't like it either. I mean, but I'm the official kitchen cleaner of our house. Yeah. You don't run a dishwasher either? I, I have two dishwashers. I run dual and dishwashers and hand wash pots and pans. I'm not going. I'm not going to take up a big section in the dishwasher with a pot. You know. Yeah. I'm going to put multiple small items in the dishwasher instead of you know putting one big item in there. I will say, y'all make some dishes, you and Brooke. It is unbelievable how two people can make that many dishes. If if I don't clean my kitchen twice a day, <laughs> it gets slapped out of hand. Which we do, we do all of our cooking at home too. I mean, we cook big, yeah. homemade type meals. Most people do cook at home. Yeah, yeah, but but they but they're eating eat stuff out of freaking boxes TV and dinners. stuff that's freaking chopped up. All like we we getting the raw ingredient. Not me, I don't cook at all. But Brooks getting the raw ingredients and chopping them up and you know doing all that and so it makes a mess. I have to clean my kitchen twice a day, or, or it just gets out of hand. And the flies right That's now. That's why I was going to say, y'all got more flies. The flies are unbelievable. Well, Did you notice dry. yesterday how bad they were? I, dude, I bet there's 300 flies in my kitchen right now. There was 400 yesterday. Yeah. Because. I, I, it's like. 
It's, it, it's like one fly came in there through the through the window, and it started breeding. And they, they just flies everywhere. Well, it must Chad, have been pregnant Chad, while it Chad, was in there. Chad, <laughs> they, they come through the door no, that uh, you leave open constantly. No, Bubba, a fly will not come through a door. Dude, a fly will not come through the threshold leave, of a door. You leave oh. every door open in your house. They come through a, the a door. A fly is like a Dracula. You have to invite it through the door for it to be able to come in. Listen, I saw, Corn didn't think I seen this. You've got to watch him when he comes over. I seen him. He come into your house, Chad. And he went into that bathroom. But I was outside. And you know, it's got that window you can see through. And he was in there, looked like John Coffey, had his mouth open. Yeah. And all these flies was coming Is out of his mouth. Is that what he was doing? He I... let off the green mile. He was he let like 500 flies out. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it, boss. I heard, I heard something in there, actually. I think Corn has somehow come up with a fly call because I heard something in there talking about... <laughs> and I was like, what is that joker doing, man? He was calling them flies to him. Well, you remember through his... that window. Well, I'll tell you, they go through a doorway. They rest on his shoulders when Corn walks through the door. They will... That's the, that's the only way they'll... They will not fly through a doorway. If they land on something or somebody... You can take it through They will go through a doorway, but they won't cross the threshold of a door. A fly won't. A fly will come through a window because the window is set in the wall. So it has four... Just it, like a door. It's like a box, but no... The door goes all the way to the ground, so there's no, nothing on the bottom as like an edge. It's just the ground, and that's what throws them off. They they don't they can't even see it, but a window stands out to them because the way a fly's eye is, it's got a thousand eyes in one eye. So when it sees the doorway, it doesn't actually see that as an opening. It sees a window. It can see the shape of the window because it's boxed out. So... That's where you're wrong. They're not coming in through the you door. You just ain't doing a good job. You remember Corn's uh, swim buddy on the basic course, Clint? He called them slugs up. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. And Corn calls up the flies. Didn't he? He told y'all he could do that, and then did it, didn't he? Yeah, he he called up many slugs at the camp. Yeah, he was grunting away, man. There you go. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. We're glad you're here today. We're going to get into some good stuff here in a minute. This episode is brought to you by our partner at Barbell Apparel. If you don't know, well, daggone, Chili's got his one-mile-out shirt on today. That's ultralight tech tee. That's an awesome, lightweight, summertime layer if you're getting out and getting it done. I wore Feels that, like summer. I wore that shirt. Yeah, it does. I wore that shirt on TNGA uh, on my on my bikepacking race down in Florida. I, I've wore that shirt a lot. We both got our Ranger shorts on today. Good kind of all-purpose short, whether you're lifting, running, whatever it is. They got good big pockets in them. They're comfortable. They're nice and simple. Nothing crazy going on. They just work. It's just a functional kind of short that you can wear day-to-day and work out in. Uh, we've got to get corn some – some. Uh, we've got to get corn some Ranger shorts because he has worn shorts for the first time. Oh, yeah. He, and he may be more of a jogger, man. <laughs> he's worn shorts today for the first time and <laughs> I don't know, maybe ever. Since the basic course, 2021. 
Okay. And I went to wear those shorts, but the button had busted off of it. Dry rotted? Uh, probably so. <laughs> probably so. So Barbell's got all kinds of stuff, man. They got collared shirts. They got really comfortable blue jeans that actually stretch and are comfortable to wear. Uh, they have all kinds of fitness apparel for men and women. You guys check them out. They're awesome people with an awesome product. They like a lot of the same things we like here at 307 Project, which is why we partner with them. If you guys don't know all of our partners, uh, we're very particular. We have companies reach out to us every single day wanting us to run some sort of freaking ad for them. We, if we don't believe in who you are and we don't have the opportunity to actually use your product, we're not going to partner with you. So Barbell fits the bill here at 307 Project, and if you want to support the show, uh, it one way to do that is to go get you something from Barbell Apparel. It means a lot to us, means a lot to them, and I think you'll be happy with what you get. And uh, if you're not happy with it, well, they stand behind their product. So uh, try them out. Give them a shot, barbellapparel.com. Other thing I want to tell you all about, which is going to lead us into the portion of the conversation that I want to talk about, uh, is the Rite of Passage course. Blake is going through applications right now, making selections for upcoming Rite of Passage missions for this summer. Uh, if you want to come out and experience something that's completely unique, that is going to challenge you on a high, high level, and to be in an environment where you're going to learn things about yourself and you're going to meet awesome people, and uh, all that good stuff, you probably ought to go and submit your application for the Rite of Passage. Blake, again, is in the midst of that selection process now. So if you want to do a course this summer, which there aren't many opportunities to do it, now is the time to get your application in. If you applied a freaking year ago, resubmit your application because that's going to put you back at the top of the stack. Even if you applied three months ago, Resubmit your application. Yeah, yep. for real. The rite of passage is, uh, man, it's legit. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. You'll have to come and experience it for yourself. Okay. So, I went to the coffee shop, I don't know, yesterday, it was yesterday or the day before. I don't remember. I don't keep up with days. My whole life is just like one string of time. I went to the coffee shop. And uh, I'm standing there waiting to get my coffee drink. And this feller walks up to me. And really nice guy. I'd never met him before, but I guess he had followed us on Instagram or something. And he introduces himself. He was from the UK. Um, and he is a full-time pickleball coach. Pickleball. Yeah, he's pickleball has exploded, man. Well, it's big. I'm talking about. I'm getting serious with it. Do you play some? Oh yeah, I played one time. Have you played corn? I haven't. It. I mean, it's a lot of fun well, to I'm be playing, honest I'm with you. Fixing to get serious. Pickleball's a lot of fun. Have you played Blake? Nah. Okay. I mean, I ain't against it, but I just hadn't done it. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I, I took my paddle. You and Brooke took that paddle that. Um, Evan, oh yeah, Evan gave me. I got serve. I got one in the Land Cruiser. Um, hey, yeah, it. I had a lot of fun when I played. To me, it's funner than tennis. Mm -hmm. So, what well, you and Jeff go play, don't you? 
Well, yeah, me and my cousin, too. We How might, often do y'all play? Oh, as much as we can. Me and old Jackson, we're going pro, son. I'm dead serious. We're getting good. It's legit, man. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this guy, he's a pickleball co- coach. I guess formerly he was a tennis coach. And this joker, as he's talking to me and telling me about what he does, he actually travels all over the world and coaches pickleball. He was like, yeah, I live here in Rome, but, like, I'm going to Germany next month to coach a pickleball team. Then I'm going to China. China? Yeah, to coach pickleball. Is that an Olympic sport? Or it probably will be. Yeah, I don't know if it is yet, but it's big enough that this joker, this guy is traveling all over the world to coach pickleball. Dang. So So he's deep into it. You know, he's deep into the coaching world. He said he's been a coach all his life. And I'm just having a conversation with this guy and um, just learning about who he is, really, because obviously he he knew more about me than him, so we forewent the talking about me and talked about him. And <clears throat> toward the end of the conversation, you know, the everything had all kind of all been said, you know, and it kind of got quiet and... And I just said, oh, well, all right, man. Well, is there uh, is there anything I can do for you? And he said, well, you know, there is something you can do for me. He said, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of your content online, just, you know, about mindset, all this stuff. And, you know, I, I just, how do, how do I really tap into that, man? Like, how do I really tap into that? He, he's, he, and he told me, he was like, you know, I, I went to a seminar last week, and, you know, there was a speaker there, and she was talking about mindset. And he was like, she just said all this surface-level stuff that, you know, things I'm already doing, and, you know, but, but I really want to tap into to the mindset that you have. And, um, and I, just don't, I just don't know how to do it, man. Can, can you... Can you tell me, like, how do I do that? How often do we get that question? All the time, and it goes unspoken a lot. That's that's the core question. That's what people want to find out. So I did a podcast. Secret. I did a podcast yesterday, and a lot of the conversation was around that exact question. Um, like how, just how, man, like. I think, and and not that I'm not by no means am I the, the 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 the, you know, the toughest man on earth. Although a lot of people think I am, which I kind of agree with them. But um, yeah, you're self-proclaimed. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, but I think a lot of people look at the things that I do and we do, whether it's through ultra running or or. Um, fitness or what you know all these hard things that we do and and for me that's just part of who I am like doing those really difficult things is like well yeah if I'm not doing that what the crap else am I going to be doing like we seek that we seek that at least I do Chili, you kind of gave up and uh corn seeking it big time right now like you just seek that and it just becomes part of who you are and that's what they're that's what they want to know that they don't know how to ask it, but they're wondering like, how can this 
this kind of the, the, the word mindset, how can you develop this mindset where you are just seeking growth or discomfort or, or how you are seeking discomfort because you know it will lead to growth? And how does that just become who you are, essentially your nature and what you like to do? And we get asked that all the time. And nobody, nobody ever likes the truthful answer to that question. They don't like it, man. Because there is an answer to that question. But it's not the secret that people want. It's not the secret. And so I tell this gentleman, I say, you know what, man? I'm going to be truthful with you. You, you're frustrated because, you know, like you said, you went to this seminar last week and it was just all this surface level stuff and this and that. And I was like, here's what I got to tell you, man. If you want to learn something from me or learn something about yourself or if you want to truly develop this new version of yourself who seeks discomfort, I straight up told him, I was like, I want you to understand you are going to have to suffer. You can't just learn it. You can't just learn it by hearing it. Like, you have to do it. And so I was like, all right, man. You, you, you said that's something I can do for you. Like you. I asked you, is there anything I can do for you? You said, yes, I want you to teach me these mindset things. And so my answer was, okay, well, we have this, we have this training mission that's specifically for that. It's called the rite of passage. That's, that's the whole point of the rite of passage is intentional suffering. And I said, the only way that I can coach you is if we suffer together. Like you're like you you really want this? I told him I was like sign up I'll make sure you get in send an application I'll make sure you get in. And that was my answer. Sorry man, I don't have a secret. I don't have something to tell you. It's not a freaking breathing technique. It's not a freaking sauna. It's not a cold plunge. It's not self talk. It's not any of that. It ain't that. That's what you wanted. But the reality is we're going to have to, if, if you really want it, you're going to have to go out and suffer. And here's your opportunity to come out and suffer with me. And I'm going to be there with you, hurting with you. And I'm going to be watching you. And I'm going to be doing everything I can do to develop you in the midst of that suffering, as that suffering breaks down all of these barriers that you have developed that's keeping you from growing and becoming the person that you actually want to be, you just don't know how to get there. Like, I, I can help you with that, but we're going to have to do something hard together. And he looked at me, man, and he was taken aback. He was, a, he was literally taken aback. And he, he said, he said, man, that scares me. 
That was his response. That's having, having to do the work. Yeah. That scares me. And I'm just like, well, I get that. Like, it should make you nervous. But, dude, you got to get over that, man. And so his response was just interesting to me. Like, you asked me, and I told you the truth, but I have a feeling you'll stop there because the truth just freaking scared you, and you'll continue to seek some roundabout way. You're gonna that that that's what you that's what most people will continue to do. Like there's gotta be a different way that doesn't involve pain and suffering. There's gotta be a dip that like come on. There's gotta be a way that I can subvert that and develop the mindset that you have, Chad. Like you can't tell me, Chad. Come on, man. Your ability to go out and run a 250-mile race or whatever it is you do or your your ability to do these things, there's no way that that's a result of 15 years and thousands of repetitions of intentional suffering. That can't be true. You you That can't be true. You are born different, man. But no, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. I thought about it this way the other day. Um, obviously, the hardest thing that I that I have done in in recent times was the Coca Dona, two fifty, and I was thinking about that progression because now when I when I when I ask or I tell somebody the truth, like, dude, you're gonna have to put something on the calendar that freaking scares you, that's gonna hurt, like. Don't think it's going to be a two or has to be a 250 mile race. The point is you get the first rep in and then you you build upon that and you build upon that and you build upon that. And so I can remember and I did remember as I was talking to this guy when I first decided I wanted to become a seal and I went to take my physical standards test or I was training for that. I remember how hard it was for me to just run a mile. Like, those were some of my first reps. Like, I couldn't... I There was a time when I could not run a mile without stopping. I couldn't run a mile without stopping. So, when I started 15 years ago... Was it 15 years ago? Say 18, 18 to 28. More. 28, 29, 30, 31, 2, 3, one, 4, one, 5, one. 36. 18 years ago, when I started, I couldn't run a mile without stopping. Yeah. So it's literally probably been, I don't know how many thousands of repetitions over the course of 18 freaking years to allow me to then go out and run 250 miles. You got to get that through your head, man. There is no other way. There it doesn't exist, man. Like you have to do it. You have to feel it. You have to go through it. 
and hopefully you can have somebody there with you who's better than you to help you maximize that time and coach you through it. That is why we do the rite of passage. It's not fun for me either, man. I was talking to Chili the other day, yesterday. I said, you know, it's interesting that no one else does what we do. There is not another freaking internet head out there that does what we do. And you know why? Because what I'm telling you right now doesn't sell. It don't sell good. It's hard to market this message. Like, I could so, it would be so much smarter of me to develop a three-step process and put it in a freaking book or a course, an online course that's going to guarantee your mental toughness growth. Like, that sells. You don't have to do anything but take this three-step process online. Nobody freaking does what we do because it doesn't sell and because it is the hardest possible path, but it is the only path. So that's what it's all about, man. And I actually read a verse this morning that um, is along these same lines. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom all things and by whom all things in being many sons in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvations perfect through sufferings. This, this, so this, this idea of becoming perfect or becoming better or growing through suffering is a biblical principle and is actually what, what Jesus Christ did in his life. He he achieved what he achieved by meaning victory over death, hell, the grave. He achieved what he achieved by meaning providing salvation for all who will come unto him. He achieved all of that through suffering. So it's a, it's it, it this isn't a new concept. He was crowned with glory and honor. And so, I want you guys to consider this. And as you're searching for ways, as you're searching for things, as you're searching for programs, as you're, as you're trying to navigate your way, and you're just not happy with who you are, you're, you're not happy with, um, with, with the state of your mind and your ability to to do hard things and to want to do hard things and and you want to be different, you want to be a different person than who you are today, you're just not happy with who you are because you're a weak-minded turd and you're fed up with that and you're looking 
Stop freaking trying to find something that's not going to cause you pain and suffering intentionally. Because you're just going to keep spinning your wheels and you're just going to keep spending your money on stinking lies that are going to lead you nowhere. And those things are readily available. It's the predominant option. So, that's my freaking rant for today. Came from a conversation with a guy in the coffee shop and maybe explains to you guys the whole point of the rite of passage. You're not going to find nothing like this anywhere else, man. You ain't going to find it. But it's only for serious people who want to get over their little freaking poopy pants. Oh, I'm scared to get out and do something that's going to actually hurt. Because it's going to freaking hurt. But, I mean, I guarantee you it works. Sup, chili! Well, I just can't help but think, um, you, you know what, people are even, there's even less people willing to do this than even what you're saying. There's even less people willing to actually train and suffer on a daily basis in preparation for that big event like Coca-Dona 250 to make that go as well as possible, to be as prepared for that as much as possible. You see so many people brag about, I ran a marathon on no training. I just went out and did it. Look how tough I am. Took me seven hours, but I did it. It's like, yeah, well, you know what's way more difficult? The dude who trained for his entire life daily, yeah. running 140 miles a week, and ran the thing in two hours. Yeah, but yeah. the other guy was out there for seven hours. Oh, he suffered way more, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, you don't freaking get it, man. This ain't just a single event either. That's what I. That's so important to me. The ROP course, it is everything that Chad just said, and it's very important. But it ain't the end. It's a building block. It's a building block. And it's an important one, but that is what it is. That sh- honestly, in preparation for the ROP course, and then certainly after, every day should be suffering, striving for a goal. Because trust me, that is way harder than the ROP course. Chad's telling you how hard the ROP course is, pro- is going to be, and, and anything like it, whatever. But I promise you, training for a year as hard as you can for it hmm. is way harder than the actual day that the rock course yeah. will be but guess what you that's the part that even even less people are willing to do because yeah, it's right. more suffering because it's you're harder right. you, you you know this that that actually that's a great point chili and um corn i want to check in with you on your fitness journey here in just a minute i want you to talk to the people about what you're going through what you've accomplished and kind of how how that yeah because going. he's the epitome of what i just said yeah i want to talk to you i want to get you you I, I know i'm on a monologue here right but um, I'm about to turn it over to you, Bubba, just so you can get your mind right. All right. Um, you know, somebody on the podcast that, that I was uh, absent from when I was stuck in North Korea, you know, a few weeks ago, somebody asked a question, and I, I so wanted to respond, but I wasn't on the freaking podcast, and you guys wouldn't answer my call as I want. And I forget exactly what the question was, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to give you my answer that I wanted to share with people. Chili's talking about, 
people unwilling to uh, to train and prepare and things like that. You know what? I, that that all that all does come down to to the fact that people don't want to to make that effort and to feel that daily discomfort and 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 all that. But another thing that hinders people from committing, well, it's commitment from from training is commitment, man. People people have a a just a slap dab problem with committing to anything that especially things that they know are going to challenge them. Like man, they just they they just cannot freaking do it. And here's why this is a problem. If you can't commit to a goal or a challenge, if you can't commit to something like a year in advance, you are never going to do anything big. You have to be willing to commit to something at a minimum six months to a year in advance so that you can then prepare yourself for it. And people will not freaking do this, man. This is why we don't, this is why we can't send, we've had enough applicants to fill the ROP course for, for the last six months. Like the applicants have been there. We can't send out invitation until the courses are within a few months of going down because people won't freaking commit to something a year in advance. They just won't freaking do it, man. Because when you commit to something a year in advance, you have no excuse not to train. You have no excuse. So people would rather commit to something that's a month out because then they have an excuse to not put in the work to be prepared to do that thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're yeah. subconsciously doing this. That That's part of the reason why you won't commit to something. But if you're ever going to achieve anything big and whether that's in your business your company whether that's in your your fitness whatever if you won't commit far enough out to this goal this challenge this thing that scares the ever-living crap out of you you ain't never gonna do nothing man you're just gonna keep going through your life making these short-term commitments for little bitty goals that you know are achievable that don't scare you, that don't force you to prepare, that don't force you to get better than you are the day that you commit to them, that's the, those are the only things you're ever going to achieve. Or if, if, you, if you commit to something that is bigger than you, that is better than you, and you, you commit to it a month before, well, you're just going to keep failing then. You're just not going to be able to get it done. And that's going to be the story of your life, man. Like, you have to, you have to be able, and I talk a lot about about being present, but when it comes to setting personal goals for yourself, you have to be able to look way ahead in order to be prepared to do anything big that you can't do if you had to do it tomorrow. And you're not doing that because you know if you do that, you have no excuse to not be prepared. So, I just had to throw that out there. Well, it's, it's 
you know, you talking about commitment and Chili talking about, you know, it should be an everyday thing. I mean, that that is a, a blessing. Like how to be able to do that every day, to strive to have some type of goal continuously, tying it in with the commitment. You remember the guy that uh, asked a question on the chat about taking care of an elderly person yeah. at his house. That And you said that could be the biggest thing you're doing – your entire life, your entire life, well, if you can't set a goal, if you can't suffer, what's going to happen when the person, your spouse, you made a commitment to, their, your entire life, mm. comes down with an addiction or is sick and you got to be there for them the entire, are you just going to go file for divorce? Mm. You don't yeah. got a choice then. <laughs> you ain't got a, that, the choice is gone. You got something hard, you, you want to suffer with somebody? Pray to be closer to your spouse. See see what's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but so and and what what a what a perfect example of how we have just marriage. We have just bastardized the idea of marriage. Yeah. It it it, it like it's it's ridiculous the way people view marriage. Okay? And that, that's all about we are a society of freaking turds that don't understand what being committed actually is. Yep. We don't freaking get it, man. Like, the idea of marriage has went slap down the drain. The stories that I hear... It literally blows my mind. It's like, what is even the point yeah. of you getting married if you're going to treat it like this? What the crap is wrong with you, man? Yeah, the, the, the commitment part's all convoluted, big time. So, I want to check in with CB. CB, 20 how many pounds down? 25. 25 pounds down dedicated every day getting in there getting in at getting after it as a matter of fact all corn does is work out that's all he does he just all he does is work out you know uh that's about to change turkey season yeah, coming boy yeah yeah it's not like you know he he doesn't also pack hundreds of orders a week he doesn't also host a podcast he doesn't also uh he's not also our 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 new artistic director here at 307 Project. Uh, he, he doesn't also help us with our training events now. He doesn't, he doesn't also help us with our Patreon community. He doesn't also show up to go and film videos with us at, at, at freaking, you know, from, from 4 o'clock to dark on a, on, a, uh, on a Tuesday evening after he's already worked all day, you know, in the dungeon. He, yeah, but all he does is work out. That's you it. Know? He doesn't do any of, those other, any of that other stuff, you know. So none of us do. You know, none of us really work here. None of us do. We just do what we want. Yeah, all, all we do is work out. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so um, anyways, CB is 25 pounds down. This joker, man, is it's unbelievable to watch him in the gym. Like Brooke told him yesterday, 
She said, Cornbread, I hope you're not offended by this, but I saw you running today, and, like, you, you were running. Like, it's weird to see you move like that. Like, you weren't just shuffling, man. You were running. Uh, he beat me in a CrossFit workout uh, two days ago, and yesterday I only beat him by about a minute. This joker, I don't know what the crap has happened to you, CB, but you have just... You have just went just like full bore into this thing, man. Like, talk about commitment. How the crap did you do? Like, how have you done this, man? How did you do this? And you're just getting started. Yeah. Well, first of all, glory to God that I have a body that some of the damage that I've done myself, you know, I'm able to come back from some. But – being around y'all, you know, there's a standard here, period. So there's a standard to meet here, period. Everyone at that gym is infectious and supportive and, you know, what they say, you want to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the standard here, being around y'all, glory to God. The uh, You know, I thought Tuesday, I said, now how – all of a sudden, my workouts just didn't get better. It ties sort of ties into what you was talking about earlier. For probably two or three weeks there at CrossFit, you know, I was doing the work, working out, but I'd like sort of said, okay, this is about as hard as I can go until we did that bike ride. And I was like, holy smokes, this whooped the far out of me, dude. And I, the pain from racking myself and trying to go up that dang hill <laughs> – I said, I, mm-hmm. I can do a lot more. So, Monday – now, humbly, you was lifting more weight on me on the, the workout I beat you. But, nonetheless, I said, I can do a lot more. So, Monday, I just went in there and did more. And Tuesday, I, I, I picked a person that was staying far enough ahead with me. I thought I could catch her, which I didn't catch her. She ended up whooping me, and that's what pushed me on the runs. But this yeah. started a long time before you started working here. I mean, mm-hmm. even – you know, the basic course and the yeah, proving ground absolutely. that you decided to come do. I mean, we weren't – I mean, maybe you was listening to the, something we was doing and using our life, you know, right. for yeah. a long time. But, I mean, what 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 flipped back then? Like, well, why did you decide to come to the basic course or the proving ground? Or Yeah, well, the, the, the basic course, like, you know, and we did a podcast on it before, but sh- long story short, there was a day at work where I just, man, I lost it on a dude, pitched a – fit on him i'm talking one of those fits where you you walk away and you come back you know what i ain't done just trying <laughs> to trying to rouse a fist fight you know and uh i come home that day and prayed lord i, I need a break forgive me and so and then blake called you know hey we got an open spot at the basic course well what do you think you think i can do it and he told a story about somebody he said, yeah you can do it man ain't no big deal i said well this is my break i mean Called my boss. Was basically, you know, hey, can I have off? But if not, I'm taking off. And did the basic course. And the basic course, I mean, whooped my tail big time. And um, so when I got done with it, I started jogging. Had planned on doing a 15K and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And we talked a little bit about that on the podcast before. Ended up fracturing my heel. Did the proving grounds. Did the and then the pin starts coming out of my ankle. I went to the proving grounds. Was like, dude, I'm going to crush this. I've been jogging after the 
the basic course, so on and so forth, and and got there, and I'd be dad bum if I still didn't have to deal with something physical when that pin was coming out of my ankle. Now, both times I did those events, I was right at 277, 280 both times, and I'm down to 265 now. I just feel a lot better. Um, and then, of course, you know, we talked about the AFib later on. So those all gave me a base of where my physicality was to begin with, just like the dude in the coffee shop. We, we was making a joke about something I said the other day. You might be surprised. Dude, if you step out there and do anything, I promise you, you're going to be surprised with how much you got in you. Now, I know there's going to be some people that's just going to say, bump on this, I quit. But I feel the majority of people, and it may just be because of the settings we're in, is going to really push. And they're going to be surprised on how much you act. And you're going to be surprised how much you actually ain't scared once you get going. Yeah. Yeah. Once you at walking into that CrossFit gym with all those jokers in there, beside Chad, beside Blake and Chili, the, the, the fittest people I know, I was like, man – these jokers are going to think I'm a, a turd, a pud. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it took about it took about three days for that to wear off. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I wanted to ask you too, just for a little inspiration for the listeners who might be, you know, maybe in the beginning stages of of losing weight, of um, you know really honing in on their health and fitness. How has it specifically impacted the way, like the way you feel throughout the day, whether that's ment- mental, physical, uh, spiritual, how is, how is this new consistency and this, because I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know your whole past, but, I don't imagine you've ever been this consistent for this long. Oh, absolutely not. So now that you're starting to get some results from it, how has it specifically impacted the way that you operate, the way that you feel, the way that so, you think? So I would say that it's, it has strengthened my sober mind. So I'm more, when I talk to somebody, I, I want to actually, and, and, I, and I've been working on this since becoming sober, to really be involved in what they were saying, you know, having a level of intent. It's up that level of intent uh, for the conversation. It's up the level of intent of compassion um, from strengthening my sober mind. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Phys- physically, I, I, I mean, I feel great. Like, I, I continuously want to move. I continuously... Here at work, when I'm here at work, I'm getting like seven, 8,000 steps back and yeah. forth a day. So you get the CrossFit workout and I go home. Um, physically, I feel awesome. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about now um, learning to swim, going forth with that because I, the more I can lift, the, the further I can go, you know, it, it just it fuels that, the, the physical aspect. So you feel, be- feel better physically. Oh, man. You know, I can't believe I benched this this morning. I can't mm-hmm. can't believe I, be, I beat Chad in a workout. You know what I mean? It's physically, I feel real good. Spiritually, I think, I, I, you know, in my mind, I haven't really tied anything with it physically. But I think because just I overall feel better. Yeah. Um, sitting, I get 
I'm early everywhere I go. That's just my thing. I'm always 30, 45 minutes early. I pull up to CrossFit 20, 30 minutes. I got time. I break out the Bible. That's why I read it right there in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how you were saying he don't, he only works works out and, you know, making a joke about plus working all day and this and that and that and this. You don't really know what you got the time for until you make time to do it, until you say, I'm going to do it, period. I'm going to get in the Word every day. Well, if you're not getting up early enough in the morning, you got time throughout the day, period. That's like what me and Cass was talking about on the land navigation course. You know, you have – we. You wake up every morning intentional. I'm going. I'm going to try to be closer to Jesus today. Build my faith even more, and then all of a sudden it's 6 p.m. Well, just because it's 6 p.m., the day's not over. You know. So yeah. just maybe that feeling better is leading me to think those things spiritually. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you, man. It's like. Um, I think I think that's how the two things relate. I, I think when you when you look at the this aspect of our physical health and endeavoring to become as as fit and strong and, and healthy as possible, you know, for for the Christian, that is not something that you're doing so that you can show off your body. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. For the Christian you are endeavoring to do that so that you can physically feel better and have more clarity when you are seeking the Lord in prayer, seeking the Lord in his word, when you are sharing with other people, witnessing to other people, or talking with other people about their uh, their struggles. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why those things are important. You, if you are not physically healthy, I would. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that you are completely inert and ineffective within the body of Christ, because there may be some things that you can do. But if you are unhealthy physically, you are never going to even not even scratch the surface of what the Lord has for you within his body or within his kingdom here on earth. You're just not going to scratch the surface, man. And I think that's a huge problem within the church, within the the, the body of Christ is, is we throw, not not we, but there are a lot of people who throw off this idea of health and fitness because they're like, I don't need that. I, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't need that to, to, to serve within the body of Christ. I don't need that to, to be able to accomplish what the Lord has called me to do. Right. They're freaking dead wrong, man. You, you do, you, you, you do need to be healthy. Like that needs to be a big part of what you are in, in endeavoring to accomplish in your personal life because all it's all tied together it's all interwoven and so you know there there are there are plenty there are plenty of examples 
of people within God's, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, his church here on earth, there are plenty of examples of people who are, who are in leadership positions within the, the, the government of the church, and whether that's a pastor or, or a mentor position or, um, you know, whatever, and and they they're just they're just a freaking they're puds like you said earlier yes. they're freaking puds and and dude I'm 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 tell I'm calling you right now if you're a freaking pud Christian I'm calling you right now to do something about that not for your own sake not for my sake but for the sake of the kingdom all right the problem with you know like with People who are like that, it, it just reveals their their heart. Really, it reveals. I mean, it's gluttonous, right? They're they're taking they're they're not disciplined in what they eat, how they live. What, and then if you're not that way with your body, then you're not that way with everything, basically. So, you know that that's interesting, Blake. You know, I I was listening. I've got to where I listened to this pastor. I actually like his. Um, I actually like his messages. Uh, his name's John MacArthur. Have you guys ever heard of him? Oh yeah. Okay. I listen to I've got to where I listen to John MacArthur every morning. So I got in the habit for a long time of kind of listening to your uh kind of mainstream podcast that most people listen to in the mornings, but then you know, I've been really honing in on this idea of cleaning up my own personal input. So by in doing that, I've been trying. I, I, I'm not trying. I have been changing the things I've been listening to in the mornings, and I'm listening to John MacArthur. And with at John MacArthur's church out uh, or congregation out in California, uh, they are they are real heavy on um, discipline within their, you know, within their congregation, like holding people accountable and he was he was talking about that the other day and talking about how important it is within their congregation to uh it's essentially accountability but but as he's naming off this this list of um this list of sins that we need to hold people accountable for you know Nobody ever adds the idea of being a freaking pud, being a glutton, neglecting your 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 physical health to that list of to that list of things that you should. Was that not mentioned? No, it's not mentioned. Wow. It, it's always homosexuality. It's always addiction. It's always. You know, some sort of sexual sin. It's all the big ones, right? Financially, sometimes yeah. people talk about that. Yeah, but, but like, no one wants to touch this. Like, no one wants to touch this. Well, that's because you can't deny it. Someone someone could accuse you of, of any of those other things, and you could, like, kind of dance around it because they can't see inside of you. But <laughs> if someone, if you say, hey, man, you being fat and out of shape, Tells me that you're not disciplined in your life and you need to change that. They can't say, "No, I ain't." <laughs> <laughs> then, then when then you're like, "Well, I, we've got bigger problems than what we're talking about here." Nope. So, yeah. You know, so it's, it's just interesting. It stings when someone if someone yeah. tells you, "Hey, bud, 
you looking you looking kind of sad. Well, it, and it's become you need to a, do something. it's become something that people care about being offensive about. Yeah, it's kind of interesting for whatever reason. It's calling out the same as all the others, but people don't really care to like offend somebody about some of those other things. But maybe it's just the pervasiveness and the visibility of it. Calling somebody out for what you just said is, I mean, that's offensive. When people can say for the other things, some of them will say, I was born this way. Try saying that when you're fat. Well, well you can claim a health problem. Well, well I'm a gallbladder, you know, whatever whatever the crap it is. Gallbladder? You know, I, mean, I ain't got no gallbladder. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my appendix, you know. Uh, appendix. Uh, well, I just, I just thought it was funny how, you know, how we, we, we pick our we pick our sins. Oh, we yeah. do that every, but, and, yeah. everywhere. And specifically, me and Chili was talking. Remember when we was talking a few weeks ago about like the the running joke when someone says, "Or you know, Chili, you run the Georgia Jewel, blah blah," and you're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, if you see me running, somebody's chasing me. Yeah. You better run yeah. with it." You know, yeah. and, and oh. it's like it's like funny. I'll talk to some of the guys I work mm-hmm. with, and they'll call me in the morning or whatever, and we'll talk. And I say, "Well, headed to CrossFit," and he's like. Man, ain't no way in the world I get up and do that CrossFit. Man, I I would die in three minutes, you know. And it's funny that you would die in three minutes, and you know what I mean in a CrossFit. Where, and I'm like, uh, some for some reason those jokes I sort of cringe at now yeah. when they say I'm like, oh man. Well, yeah. Well, we talked about this the other week, like you said, and and I I mean they take pride in it. Yeah. Like they'll tell you, like, yeah, man. oh man, if I you know if I ran that far, you know, someone had to be chasing me, I'd die. It's like. But they're not saying that for any other reason other than to like take pride in it. Yeah, I mean man, it's like I, it's like yeah, man, that's I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd have chased me. It's like why would you be? Why would you take pride? Yeah, in Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, like that's it's literally like a point of pride that like I don't do that mess. I can't. I, I, I don't. That's strange. I mean, I think it'd be you shouldn't take pride in to the level of that we're talking about pride in, in your health and fitness. It's literally just to make you more capable. I mean, you are correct in that yeah. because, because I've been the total opposite my whole life of where it wasn't just for that. It was for me. It mm-hmm. was daggum self worship. <laughs> I mean, it was to the extent truly that it was a major idol. And, and I, you know, through investigation in myself, I don't think it's really idol worship and exercise. It's, Worshiping yourself is all it is. That's just the avenue that you kind of do it through. But that's a freaking problem. <laughs> and and looking at it, I think, I mean, I'm 100% in agreement with how important it still is. But if it goes to that level, you better figure something out. Yes. <laughs> well, that's so, just, it's the same thing as being out of shape. Right. If you're doing it yeah. for those reasons. Yep. I mean, yep. you might, it doesn't matter one side or yep. the other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I have two questions for you guys. Um, something that I've something that I've struggled with. This is the first question. As I have moved through life, and you know, in in as I have moved through life and through different phases of life, and the things that I want and the things that I am seeking to achieve, those things have just increasingly built upon one another throughout the course of my adult life. And 
there have been a lot of oh, man. This is yeah. I struggle with this, and I, I struggle. I, yeah, I'm gonna. I I, I asked this question because of what Corn just said. You know, I talk a lot about. I talk a lot about as you as you choose to grow, you're going you're going to also have to choose different environments. And your environment is largely dictated by the people who you surround yourself with. So in my life, in in phases of my life, I have had to leave relationships or camaraderie or or friend groups. Like I, I've I've and, and it, it's not of like it's never for me. It's never ever, and I can honest to God say this: it's never been about, I think that now I'm better than them. It's just, I can't relate to them anymore. Um, I still have friends hit me up on a regular basis that I was, I say regular basis every couple months, that I, guys that I was friends with when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, and they are pretty much still the same as we were when we were 17, 18, 19 years old. And I just, I, I, I don't, I don't spend time with them because like, I just can't relate to them. It's, it's so awkward. Like, so I've just had to move on into these new environments that I can relate to that are, I don't know, fitting kind of where I am. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people feel bad about that. But that's been my personal reality. And so, you know, that's that's why, I, and Corn, you may not have, you, you, may, you can comment on this, but you may not have the answer to this, or, or any of you guys can comment on this. But, like, it just made me think about that, you talking about, you know, you have now entered this new environment and you're endeavoring to do different things. And I can guarantee you, you don't, you don't think in your mind that you're better than anybody out there. But in that phase of transition, you still now have these people who stay, who have stayed behind who still want to come, who still want to be a part of your life but it's really hard to navigate that and i think in a way i know this sounds terrible man but in a, in a way if you if if I, for i'll speak for myself personally the times that i felt bad about moving on from those relationships so i felt bad about it so i choose to just kind of still hang out with that group it's brought it's brought me down from or or held me back in a way from where I know I need to be going or I know I want to go but I mean I, I I've I've always struggled with I I still struggle with navigating that man I still struggle with navigating that because like you said, man, 
when these these people that that knew that knew me 20 years ago and they think I'm the same person so they still talk to me the same way they would have talked to me 20 years ago and I just I'm just not I'm not going to have it I mean does that make sense to y'all? Yeah, Have y'all had to struggle with that? Yeah. Is, I mean, it makes sense to me in and of the sense that the aspect, I got a, Blake knows him, he's hunted with him. One of my best friends, Shorty. And, you know, I talk to him on a regular basis. If if not every two days, every three days for sure. In lengthy conversation. And uh, he's like, man, I'm dreading turkey season. I'm like, Why? He's like, you are going to smoke me in the woods. All this CrossFit you're doing and all this, that. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be fine. We're going to have an awesome season. I, 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 this is how I feel. What, where God has me and how he's stretching me ain't just for the new people I'm going to meet. All those people that's been my friends, they're still my friends if they call. And I'm not saying, hey, you're messing up or whatever. I'm going to answer the phone, and I'm going to help them the best way I can. I think it's even a better testament when someone isn't in of the way that that we feel we should be doing when you hold slap firm to them and say, no, I'm not going to cuss. No, I ain't going to drink. Let let me tell you about the Bible verse I read this morning. Let me tell you what's on my heart. Hey, man, this top of this hill right here, and there's a turkey up there gobbling. We ought to make it to the top of this hill in a minute, 30 seconds and push that joker. Man, mm-hmm. what what, what God's given me now ain't just for somebody I meet at the Proving Ground in April. It's for all these jokers that hung with me back when I was 17, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely get I get yeah, that. And yeah. and so that that that's a part that I struggle with, right? Well, because I believe that that's true. But, you know, yeah. people ask me all the time, like, are you still stay in touch with the guys that you were, you know, in the Navy with? And I'm like, no, I'm not in the Navy anymore. Like, I don't do that anymore. No, I don't, I don't stay in touch with them. Like, I stay in touch with the people that I'm doing life with right now that are on this mission with me. You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying, yeah. too. Well, and you right. do to some of them, like well, Brandon and yeah, one or two. Charbonnet. And so, I mean, yeah, yeah but to that point is... Corn don't he don't talk to every single person that he used to be friends with long ago. Yeah, right. There's yeah. a select few. Yeah, absolutely. And and they've they've been there and they you know, it's not like, well now, hey man, I've kinda got this new job, I'm on this fitness path and we we're not really buds no more. You so, know, yeah. that there's like not but, like a hard cut. But there was a hard cut for twenty years for you and now these people are coming back. But there ain't gotta be a hard cut. Corn said it, man. One of you's gonna change. One of you will change whenever you get around people that yeah. if they're the same they were 20 years ago and you've changed, but then you get back together, well, then you both have a choice on how you're going to be. One of you will change. You're either going to stand firm like Corn's doing yeah. and bring other people up to to him, or they'll just leave, or they'll leave. You ain't got to worry about cutting yeah. them off. They'll cut you off. Mm, or point. they will make you change and bring you down to them. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah. So you, I don't think you ever have to, if you want to be friends with somebody or, you know, not just blow somebody off or whatever, or be like, look, dude, I'm different and you're the same, so we can't hang out. 
No, just be who you are. So and that that'll work itself out if you're gonna stand firm. Let, let me ask you this. So when do you cut people out of your life? Be, because there are there are people there are literal like family members that I have cut out of my life. That that I that I that I you know it was like I'm gonna give this person this chance, this chance, this chance, but they just keep bringing this negativity. They keep bringing this drama. They keep sowing this discord into my environment. No more. Like no. Like like I like if they it, like they are essentially. I'm gonna be straight up with you. There are people that I treat. Like they're they don't exist anymore. Blake, you know the people I'm talking about. It's like Yeah. When do you do that? Because because there there is circumstances where I believe that has to be done. Yeah. Be, because because you cannot just continue to allow this person, I don't care if they're blood. Like, you can't just continue to allow this person to tear down, you know, your environment. And, and when we're talking about family, I'm talking about the environment in your home with yeah. you, your wife, and your children. Yeah. You know, for me, there's a line. And it's like, if, if you cross that line, you are dead to me. I've done that. That might be wrong. I'm not saying that I'm right about doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you know? know. I don't know. When you ask the the pointed question of, like, when is that line, I don't know. I'm sure there's a school of thought that says, oh, you never do that. But I don't know, man. Life is messy, and life yeah. is gray. Like, I used to be the biggest black and white dude. I mean, hard line. Just, it's either this, this. But look, man. Life is a lot of gray, and the gray in that is, well, it's literally making everything worse. My life worse. My life fall apart. It's damaging to them. It's damaging to me. It's hindering this. It's hindering that. It's like it's wrong to let that continue indefinitely. Yeah. It it seems that way. It seems like that is wrong to can let that continue indefinitely as well as maybe it's at first it's like, well, it seems wrong to just like cut them off, screw them. But like that, some people ain't going to change. I mean, that's though. a real balance, man. Yeah. Like that's a yeah. tough situation because I don't know that you should just let someone beat you over the head every day or whatever it's you want to equate it to. Does it matter who it is? Well, yeah, I mean. Because different relationships carry a different, like your wife. Well, yeah, yeah. In that know? in that case, yes. I mean, your wife is the only person on earth that you have you have taken an oath to before God in sickness and health and good and bad. You you've got to stand beside this person. Okay, so your wife is a unique, yeah, is a very unique relationship, or your husband. Okay, so in in that case, yes, it matters who it is. Uh, in in terms of your wife or your husband being a very unique relationship outside of that. For me, I'm going to give people that are my kin 
my family, I'm going to give them more chances than people who ain't my family. Yeah. But outside of, you know, that that relationship that I have with my wife, like, it, there, there, for me, there's been some even family members that I just, I just have to know, man. You're just destructive. You're well, destructive, think, well, and I can't. You're not going to change, and yeah. I can't change you. But yeah, but, the line is the 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 thing with your spouse. There's there's two sides. I mean, yes, y'all are together as one, but there's my part and there's my wife's part. But there's the same thing with the other people in your life. So. In, in assuming, and you say they're dead to me, that assumption would mean that in all these chances that you've given them, that Chad was 100% right the entire time, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying those aren't conversations you had with the people. Maybe you did. Have you went to them and said, hey, man, this that you're doing is, is ganking up a lot of stuff. You got to quit. I mean, did you bring it to them in those situations? No, gen- generally, I generally I don't. I just yeah. make the decision. Okay, this this isn't. You're yeah. not. You're not a part of right. my environment anymore. Yeah, I mean, I th- I can't really say in my life where I've really had any situations like that. I've definitely had people that I got. I mean, for a lack of better word, funky vibes from, and just sort of shied away from them. Uh, but as far as anyone that I that I felt, you know, was was going off the chain and just causing outrageous problems. I can't say that I've truly dealt with it myself. But are you talking about a, a situation to where you're just not forgiving these people and it's better to say, I, I ain't going to deal with them, period? Mm-hmm. I mean, are we talking? Well, that, well, yeah. Don't let me butcher this up, Blake. Well, no, for, for me, for me that, that's a great question. Yeah. For me, it hasn't had to do with I can't forgive them for what they've done. It has to do with... This is affecting me and my family. Continuously. Continuously. I got you. Like, this is causing drama. This is causing added stress. This is called continuously. Yeah. Yeah. I, these people that I have cut out of my, out of my life, I don't harbor animosity towards them. As a matter of fact, I would go as far as to say I still care about them. Right. Well, I, I mean, this is the thing, is that we, we all have limited time, we have limited energy, and, you know, the Bible talks about casting your pearls to swine, so, like, don't give the good things that you have, you know, be, yeah. like, responsible with them, right? Be a good steward of them. And so, you know, I think you make that decision case by case, and, you know, you say, uh, am, am I being a good steward with my time and my energy by having a relationship with this person? That you might you might feel not feel good about it. You might not like it, but it might be a good use of your time, or it might be causing more destruction than it is even good. Maybe they're not receptive. And then you see when Jesus sent the disciples out, he was selective with the group of people that they went to first. So therefore, he's saying like, "Hey, we're going to be strategic with who we go to first. You know, he doesn't really say why, but there's speculation. And so I think it is. I, I mean, yeah, I think that is. Uh, in my eyes, okay to do, I, but I do also think um, if the person truly repents, that's that's the problem. Like you can't continue to shut them out if there's true repentance. If there's uh, evidence, and, yeah, of repentance, and, and it's going to be hard for them to do that if you don't say, "Hey, this is what you're doing to me. This is this is what I 
you're causing. Yeah. If you, if you don't tell them just straight up, that this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, they may not even know they're doing anything to act. Yeah, you definitely got to let them know, hey, this ain't going to work for us right now, you know, till you get this stuff squared away. Right. And, you know, and every relationship's going to be different. And that's but. that's where Chili says is messy. You you want to get into a mess, go on ahead and call somebody out for being an idiot. Yeah. Especially a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably why you, that's probably why I choose to skip that step. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to avoid that mess altogether and yeah. just say, "Nah." I'm out. So, what was your yeah, second man. question? Oh crap! I don't even remember. <laughs> Thank you for that, Blake. Well, you said you had two. <sighs> yeah. No, I think I think that was a good conversation because I think this is probably something that a lot of people have thought about, that a lot of people struggle with. Um. And not that we provided you with any clear and concise answers here, but uh, it's thoughtful conversation about the realities of life and relationships and also moving through life and moving through different phases of life to where, you know, your environment is going to change and the people that you're going to be around are going to change. And, it, and it's, it's necessary it's necessary for those things to change. Um, I say it's necessary because we all we all know that there's you know the saying out there and, and how true it is. You know, I, I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to give it the title of truth, but that definitely there is something to it. You are the sum of the five people who you spend the most time around. There's something to that. I'm not saying it's 100% true, but for me, that's that's why I am very selective and picky about who I do spend my time around because it's been my experience in life that I am the sum of the people who I am spending the most time with. That's been my reality. That's a that's a that's a strange thing and that's why I say it is necessary as you go through phases of life for the people who you spend the most time with to change or to come or or to be along with you on that journey to that next phase. Um and I say this has been my experience because you know when when I spend time with with certain with with certain people, I see how it impacts the way that I think, how big I think, what my goals are, you know, how hard I want to work, my outlook on uh, on the opportunity that's before me. You know, you go you go spend go spend a a, a week with Jesse. You'll come out there think you're you'll come out there ready to start a you know, you'll come out there ready to take over the world, man. So you know, I, I do I do think there's something to that. Um yeah. but anyways, how long have we been going on this podcast? About uh, a half. 
Good night. We got to shut this baby down, boy. Chad's over it. Blake's been over it. We got a, <laughs> hey, we got storms moving in, son. It's been windy. All right, we got two. All right, we got two right of passage applications come in, Blake. Yeah. Yep, I saw that. We got Cameron and Jordan. All right, Cameron, got, Jordan. We'll see y'all soon. We got probably thirty minutes worth of super chats here. Oh my gosh! Most of them been rolling in. Somebody so. watch this. Yeah, we got five hundred on right, here. Oh my gosh! Five hundred. We got five hundred people watching this yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, I just want to let y'all know, man, look, I get, I'm, I'm hard on, I'm hard on our YouTube viewers. Yeah, man, you're rough. I am, I am rough on y'all, man. And I think that a lot of you guys and girls, not a lot of you, but some of you take it the wrong way, man. I want to let you guys know. I'm rough on you because I genuinely want you to be as good as you can possibly be. And there probably ain't a whole lot of people that you listen to or come in contact with on a day-to-day basis that's real rough on you. All right? So I want to let you guys know that's why I'm rough on you. Because I, because I freaking care about you, man. I really do. It it is it is amazing that we have the ability to sit here and share with you guys things that we are struggling with, things that we're learning, things that we have learned with five hundred people live, man. Oh, yeah, and that brings me to what I was going to say. Speaking of being rough on y'all, the truck talk on Monday. I talked to y'all about, here's the thing. There's something going on with another Instagram YouTuber head who was the former SEAL. They had something going on in their business. They made some mistake or something, right? And a bunch of people have asked, asked me, well, you we comment on these people. Comment on these people. What comment on on the on the mistake that they made? And I did my truck talk on Monday for like because I want you to understand that you will never win if you sit around and wait to and watch and hope that someone stumbles so that you can make a comment or cause drama about them stumbling. Like, you will never win if that's the type of person you are. It's, it's one of the biggest lessons that I learned from the people who I look up to is that they you will never hear them talk about someone else who makes a mistake or stumbles. I know the situation that went on with the people that you were asking me about. I saw it. I can't help but see it. I'm on I'm on the freaking internet, right? Guess what I did when I saw that? When I look when I looked at that situation, I said, "Oh, that was a mis- that was probably a mistake." But you know what? I don't even know the full context of the situation. So how can I even say that was a mistake? I can't. 
See, it's, it's impossible. You never have the full context. And if you did have the full context, and if somebody clearly did do something stupid, and you take the opportunity to focus on that, to make a comment about that, to talk crap about that, you are, you are setting yourself back. And you know how I know this? Because I've done it. I've done it. I've been that person. I've made this mistake before. Where somebody said or did something that I didn't agree with and I chose to comment on it or focus on it or talk crap about it. And dude, it may it, it ultimately for me personally, when I have done that, I wake up the next morning or even just a few hours later, I feel like a slimy freaking turd, man. And feeling like a slimy freaking turd, like that turd I let this morning after eating all that chili last night, feeling like that ain't moving you in the right direction. Just right down the porcelain. (laughs) So look, guys, I know, man. It's it's in your it's in your nature to latch on to drama and to point out when when the strong man stumbles. It's in my nature too. You have to fight against that. And when you see someone else make a mistake around you, the best thing that you can do is remember all the freaking crap that you've got in your closet, all the crap that you have done wrong, that you are doing wrong, and that you will do wrong. And everyone who is trying will stumble, will fail, will make mistakes, will get dirty, will have things that they're ashamed of, everyone who tries. And so if you look at yourself and say, well, I ain't really got that much in my closet. Well, then guess what that should tell you about yourself? You ain't been trying, buddy. You ain't been trying. You probably also do. Yeah, you're just wrong. You're not (laughs) self-aware enough to know or, uh, yeah. Yeah, Everybody's got a closet packed full. I suppose that impulse is... It's either making either makes you feel better about yourself that someone else made a mistake, or you think that you're in somehow competition with them, and them stumbling somehow puts you Put ahead you, of them. Yeah, but like that just doesn't work that way. It doesn't, man. So even if that is your impulse, that's a strange impulse to have, but that doesn't even work that way. So it's that's not even the case. Other people's mistakes are valuable because you can learn from them. You can learn from them. So if you if you see someone you look up to or one of your competitors, if you do see them screw something up, like say, dang, what can I learn from this? Right? But the internet and social media is so rife with drama and criticism that uh it 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 is it is actually sickening it is actually sickening to me 
And the drama. Yeah, it's it's sickening, just, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so I just want to. I'm calling you to to a higher level, a higher purpose. And by the way, I'm calling myself up at the same time. So, um, well, that works on a micro level too. Just in an office environment, when yeah. Your, one of your coworkers does something wrong, and you're like, "Sweet, that's gonna make me, yeah, look better and get ahead and everything." It really won't. I so, mean, how you perform in and of yourself is how that's gonna be affected, not what anybody else does. I agree, a hundred percent. So, let's try to do better at that this week, YouTube. Let's try to do better at that. I'm trying to do better at that myself. So. What's up, Bishop Blake? Well, I had started on the super Bishop chats, Blake and you got off on rant because maybe you were surprised with how many were watching. Bishop Blake in the house. Did you have anything else to say Coming about the number you of watchers we got? <laughs> Will you put on this Bishop hat, Blake? No. Bishop Blake coming at you live with a super chat. All right. That's weird. All right, here's our super chats. All things dude coming in at 199. All, All things, things dude. dude. Thank y'all for being a part of my salvation. The dude. All things dude. Thank you, dude. Matt coming in at $1.99. Shout out to Matt and Dana in Florida. Love you guys. Love you, Matt. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Andres Coming in at $10. Hope everyone's doing well. Sorry I haven't been on resurrected schedule change at work, but I'll be there next time. Much love. See you soon. Roger that, Andreas. Miss Andres, you, man. Joe world. Gunter, $1.99. Any of y'all ever read the Book of Mormon? Thank you, Joe. No, we don't read the Book of Mormon. We just kind of stick with the Bible. There's enough in there for us to chew on. Mark Stoddard coming in at $4.99. Blessed. Blessed family you all have there. See you Sunday night. Waiting for part three, tech guy versus boss man. Roger that, Mark. Mark. Part three's out. Well, I guess video three's out. Tech guy versus yourself, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, the tech guy is the boss around here. <laughs> well, and we've already seen those videos are quite pitiful, so we probably won't continue doing those. But Mike Hoffman coming in <laughs> at nine ninety nine. Thank you, Mike. Who has big Mike? What has Big Mike been doing since the Proving Ground? Not being a turd, and since I'm not broke, here is some money. Thanks for always <laughs> keeping it real. Big Mike. Well, I'm talking about Mike. Flaunt that money, boy. Good to hear from you, Mike. Sheldon Hoyt Dang. coming in at 10 bucks. Semper Fi and long live the Pope. Oh, yeah, Sheldon. Yes, I agree. Long live the Pope. Uh, Chelsea Blake off of Resurrected, she said, "These flies need to teach them some south, teach them southeast mosquitoes not to use my door." Any new shirt or hat designs coming soon? Chelsea, yeah, we actually have Cornbread CB is a. Uh, we didn't know it. He's been withholding his talents on the world for literally the last forty, what six or seven years. Cornbread, yeah, yeah. but this joker busted out. We said. He said, we're looking for a new T-shirt design. Cornbread said, well, you know, I can do a little bit of drawing. <laughs> I said, well, all right, man, see if you can draw us up a new design. This is kind of what we're looking for. This joker comes in about three weeks later with a daggone binder 
of of drawings that look like Pablo Picasso, son. <laughs> I'm talking about unbelievable. He, I'm talking about he just dropped the hammer on, on on those. So we do got some new designs coming up that are uh, totally unique, hand drawn by our man Cornbread. Uh, we'll get those to you here soon. Thank you, Chelsea. Rudy's podcast coming in at nineteen ninety nine. Rudy, thank you, man. What's your podcast called? He didn't say. Rudy's podcast. Rudy's podcast. Uh, right Chelsea come back in at four ninety nine. Y'all's way sells to the right crowd. It is refreshing that you're blunt and put feelings to the side. God bless you. Keep trucking. Thank you, Chelsea. Now we've got little Virgil here. Little Virgil's been in the LV. chat. Yep, he's been in the chat quite a bit. Um, That's my man, LV. He gave a dollar ninety nine. He said for the commercial. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, little Virgil. Uh, we got Gatekeeper PVVQ coming in at 10, keeping it real. Thanks, guys. See you on Resurrected. Thank you, Gatekeeper. Josh Robertson coming in at four ninety nine. Derek Carswell. Thank you, Josh. $5. What's y'all's thought on how in the Old Testament God had people destroyed or destroyed? New Testament Jesus is all about forgiveness and turn the other cheek. So we'll have to hit that on the podcast. That, yeah, what do you ask? Might, What's our thoughts on that? Yeah, it'd be in depth. Yeah, that that'd even be good on resurrected one night. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got little Virgil coming back in at ninety nine ninety nine. Dang, little Virgil! <laughs> How do y'all know little Virgil? We don't. What are you talking about, man? He's a he's a stalwart of the podcast. He's a living Is he legend. Really? Yeah, man. That man's a living legend. Little Virgil, where are you from, man? Uh, he just dropped a period in that super chat, but there are more to come. More super chats from LV. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Garrick coming in at forty nine ninety nine. Good Garrick. night. Garrick. Come on, guys. He said, before doing the ROP course, I ran a 100-mile race that I trained for almost two years all alone. No team, no crew, mm-hmm. and the ROP course changed my life. I'm so thankful for God. Never giving up on me after being such a piece of crap. God bless all of you at three of seven. <laughs> I am too, Garrick. I'm, I'm glad I he like, didn't give up I on like me the way either. Garrick wears his hat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He got that sideways. Yep. He don't play, son. Yep. That's right. Josh Robertson coming back in at four ninety nine. Love you, brother Cornbread. It was a pleasure to meet all of y'all February tenth. Yep. Congrats on the weight loss. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, Josh. Nine cats coming in at $10. How is Shaky Legs? Nine cats. Shaky Legs is coming up strong. Her ears came back. She's trotting around looking healthy. She's been in heat here lately. So, uh, you know, Princess is is, uh, aggravating her right much. But uh, other than that, she's healthy. She's strong. We'll probably film a goat walk for y'all tomorrow, so stay tuned. Connor Nolan, $9.99. Thank you for your service, brother, and to keep everybody at the 307 Project. Keep grinding, brethren. Thank you, Connor. We appreciate that, man. Johnny V online coming in at 20 bucks. Johnny, Johnny v. online? Yeah. Hmm. Johnny V. Uh, TJ McLaughlin, $9.99. Thank TJ. you, guys, uh, for the lessons and ROP training, Team 002. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, TJ. Johnny V coming back in at 20 bucks. The message is for me from the Holy Spirit. I truly believe this. Was he offline? He's online. Okay. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny v. v online. We're glad you're here, man. Trenton, 499. Love to see y'all in the big city of Rome. You know anything about Kingston? Trenton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know all about Kingston, man. Matt, 
Bell and Tony, 1999. Jesus is always the answer. Love y'all. Keep inspiring. Thank you, Thank Matt. You, Matt. Justin Milford coming in at 20 bucks. Take up your cross and bear it. Being physically fit is taking up that cross and carrying it. In spite of mockery, struggle, failure, and fear, keep moving. JM, get after it, Tin Man. JM, Tin Man, Hooch. Eric Dermanelian, 20 bucks. I sure do enjoy the podcast, but nothing compares to the resurrected. Keep it going, brothers. Basic course. course. Thank you for that. Aaron Fiala, four ninety nine. Tough love really makes you reflect, raises your standards. Keep it coming. That's right. That's right. Little Virgil, come back in at two ninety nine. Gosh. Um, LV. I, little I'm Virgil. About LV's a hey, legend. Little dude. Virgil flaunting that money, son. <laughs> hey, Sean Wright. Little come Virgil in. making it rain. <laughs> Sean Wright. Come in at 20 pounds. God bless y'all from the UK. Keep it on coming. Who was that, Blake? Sean Wright. Sean Wright. Look, Thank I you, brother. I want to go to the UK one day. I ain't doodling around, man. LV's hey. a legend. Yeah. Little Virgil come back in <laughs> 9.99. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. It's fire. Go with. He's got two swords crossed, and then he said guns. <laughs> Little go. Virgil making it rain, boy. He said, like as a casino, smash it. Like the bird man, son. Like a dang dang machine. Somebody you know hit what? the bird man on here. Somebody hit the There it is, son. Get it, little Virgil. You're gonna have to turn this thing off or LV won't stop. <laughs> Joseph Rizzy the third come in at dollar ninety nine. Tips for my first half marathon. Just run fast, right? Yeah. Run fast. Yeah, what's his name? Joseph Rizzy. Joseph. Yeah, just run, man. Get your nutrition right. On a half marathon? Oh, yeah, man. You It'll help eat. you. It'll help you. Okay. Unless you're going to run it in about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Bananas. Eat, eat something Eat something a little light before. Have a few gels with it. You'll be good to go. Ed B. Come in at $1.99 and said, you ain't hard enough on these soft YouTubers. Ed, I appreciate that, man, because I can get a lot worse. So, <laughs> thank you for that permission. Sheldon Hoyt come back in ten bucks. He said, "I ain't letting little Virgil get the last word." Dang, <laughs> son, well, I'm talking about Sheldon. Sheldon, you in for a rude awakening with LV though? <laughs> you ain't met LV. <laughs> Can I get twelve? Can I? <laughs> Turn this off, Blake. Good night. All right, love you guys. Thank y'all so much. Enough said.